So how about that first episode? Crazy. I re-listened the other day. Nuts. Dude, Dude we're we, fortune tellers. I, regrettably, we're fortune tellers. We shouldn't... We could do tarot card readings. We should, like, we, I mean, should we manifest, like, we're going to win a million dollars? What's the, uh... We're going to win a million dollars. It's like Nostradamus. Or the yeah, predictors. yeah, yep, he's... <laughs> Modern day Nostradamus. Yeah, that's us. I, you know what? I'm starting to get an idea of why the Germans are listening to us. They're still listening, by the way. Hey, how's it going? So, I have a new theory on that. And also a quick point to make to get into that theory. Don't you find it interesting that most of the, like, intelligence agencies, you have the CIA, yep. KGB, I'm mm. not sure what it is now uh, for Russia. I don't know either, but yeah. MI6, Mossad. So they're all fairly common, easy names to know. Yeah. yeah. The German intelligence name for their committee, Bundesnachrichtendienst. That's tough. That's a tough one, right? That's tough. Yeah, Imagine that's trying acronym. to recruit somebody for that. that you... 23 letters in that word. <laughs> How many consonants? I have no <laughs> idea. Probably 24. But I'm starting to think that the Germans are listening. They picked up that Soviet episode very early on. Well, I'm glad that we can at least help. They were tracking the Russians, and they were like, these guys are onto something. So they've been listening every episode to see what other intel we have. Well, I'm. I hope we can, you know... Give them more information. Probably not with this episode, but... Yeah. I mean, uh, now we can sum up what we're talking about for being fortune tellers or future Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, uh, well, first of all, welcome back. Uh, yeah, it's been a while again. Yeah, yeah. Connor with JMO. Yep. Uh, we're uh, Casting Lines Podcast, as you guys all know. Um, but yeah, we're talking about our first episode that's been... How long, how long ago did we record that? That was May, April or May of last year, 2021. So over a year ago. Yeah, it is nearing the end of August 2022. Mm-hmm. And as many of you are probably aware, Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, again. Did. Again. Yep. Like we said. Yep. Could happen. After they took Crimea, and we predicted why they took Crimea, mm-hmm. and our predictions unfolded perfectly. And, you know, it's it's been reported on a little bit, but I feel like it's not being talked about enough. Right. They got their dolphins back, and they're redeploying... They're dolphins. To defend the very area that they took back to be able to have the dolphins. It all feeds into itself. It does. It does. Follow the money. Follow the money. So what we're talking about is in Crimea, there is a marine mammal training division in Sevastopol. I'm probably butchering it, just like uh, the Ukrainians are doing to the Russians. (coughs) Hot take. Hot take. Well. They're winning. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a marine mammal training division in Sevastopol, Ukraine, in Crimea, that the Russians left behind when the Soviet Union collapsed. Mm-hmm. The dolphins went on their hunger strike. A few mammals survived. Yep. Ukrainians repurposed it into an aquarium, um, taught the remaining animals, maybe picked up a few more, taught them to be therapy, worked with disabled people. Russia reinvades Crimea, retakes the Sevastopol, Sevastopol training facility for marine mammals, and retrains these mammals in combat, recon, recovery, etc., etc. As you do. Yep. As you do. So, after they retook Crimea in 2014, correct? End yep. of 2014? 2014. Yep. 2016, Russia buys five more dolphins. 
$26,000 to $5,200. I kind of flipped those numbers a piece. That's just a big range. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like Russian money. It said dollars, so I'm assuming it's Yeah, maybe it's converted. I don't know. Fast forward to after our first pod, 2022, February, two of the Dolphins' pens were moved into the Sevastopol Bay to defend the harbor from Ukrainians. So they took... Well, I mean, some of these might be new dolphins, but some of them could be... Some we don't know if be, they're new or could old. Could be legacy dolphins, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, not from the Ru- the Russians, but from the Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah. So they have now turned their animals against them and their whole facility hmm. to now protect the place that the Russians took back from the Ukrainians. That's crazy. That is crazy. So I just wanted to go back into a little bit more of the history of it. Yeah, yeah. While we relish... Yeah, you know, while we relish being right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Yeah. It, well, I mean, we'll see. The rest yeah, it of, could be. The rest of the pod, we have a couple more episodes that could, you know, we won't go there. Um, so, in 2019, Russia confirmed that a lot of these dolphins had combat roles, just as the U.S. has admitted. Yep. There are two marine mammal training bases... In the world, a lot of this information is coming out now that it's resurfaced that the dolphins are back in use and it's bringing this to the public light. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the facilities is in Sevastopol, and the other is in San Diego. It's not SeaWorld. San Diego. San Diego. There is a training facility for marine mammals, and the U.S. has been training marine mammals since 1959. In 69 they used two killer whales and some pilot whales in vietnam so we've been doing this for a while not just training and research Mm -hmm. this has been in active use for a long time and i you know i don't want to get on my high horse here but i do think as you had stated high seahorse high seahorse yes yeah as you stated in the first episode why aren't these animals getting credit we give working dogs the rank above their handler. We give them medals. They go to the White House. Because I don't think it's been in the public eye until recently. I remember the last episode, we didn't even know if the U.S. dolphins were in combat roles. Now they're willing to admit that. We looked at some new sources, and um, the U.S. has... This is why it's shocking to me that Russia would only acquire five. Either they're not telling the whole story or something, because the U.S. has 75 to 90, they're now admitting. Well, maybe that's that price range we were talking about. The 5000 to 26000 Yeah. You know, maybe that was five dolphins. Maybe that was 15 dolphins. Right, right. I don't know what the average price of a dolphin is. I'm not, I'm not you know, on the dolphin market. Yeah. I mean, who knows if the U.S. is telling the whole story. But now the U.S. is willing to admit that our dolphins are used for lethal force combat. Sea lions bringing divers to the surface, killing divers potentially. And both sides have said... Definitely giving them the bends. Oh, yeah. Sea lion's not stopping. Yeah, well, that's they don't the whole have thing. To stop. That's why they admitted to, like, using them. They're like, I guess both the Russians and the U.S., like, some of these intelligence officers have said, these mammals are so much better tech than we even have right now, especially for deep water and dirty water. Makes sense. Like, we don't have the technology to send a diver or a robot. I mean, think how yeah, much that would cost. Like, just evolution at play. It- Manipulating. We're finding smart, evolutionarily advanced animals. And using them for our own gain. Makes per sense. Per usual. Yep. Nature is the best weapon. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, we were right. And no need to gloat. But. And you know what else I hope we're right about? What? Well, I hope Sergey, out in the Russian tundra, is avoiding all this. 
you know, I hope he, him and his son are He's just, pretty distanced, I hope. I, yeah, I hope they just leave him in Siberia. I hope they, don't took, they didn't take his tank. I wonder if any of our mammals are over there right now. Marine mammals. I could be. Any of our dolphins are deployed? Dolphin versus dolphin? That would be a sick fight. Because a little point I also saw, this is where it gets kind of interesting. I guess a lot of dolphins have been dying over there, not combat dolphins, wild dolphins, because of all the warfare. The submarines, the radar, the boats. That makes sense. Yep. The missiles, the that explosives. It's really messing it's with rupturing their ears. the native dolphins. Yep. How does that affect the combat dolphins? What's the point in putting them out there in That's the harbor yeah. in such a volatile area? Unless they're conditioned to handle that Maybe sort they have of trauma. Plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Earplugs. Yeah. Earplugs. Like swimmers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hope Sergey's staying out of it because I saw an interesting thing in the news. Did you? Did you? Yes. Then a company backed by a couple of celebrities, uh, the Hemsworth brothers. Do you know them? Thor. Chris and yep. Liam. Yep. And then there's one more, but he's not as famous, so he doesn't really matter. Yeah, screw him. Um, for those that watch Westworld, he's in Westworld. But um, I have no idea what Westworld is. Yeah, it's an HBO show. It's not good. Don't watch it. Okay. Um, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, Liam Hemsworth, Hunger Games. A couple other families... Australian-based families. Are the Hemsworths Australian-based? They are. Oh, okay. But a couple others. I'm learning just as much as you are. These people all probably know that. I don't watch a lot of television. They are all backing a company that is trying to resurrect the Tasmanian tiger. Ooh, I bet none of you, maybe like two of you know what that is. So for those of you that don't know, the Tasmanian tiger is a large marsupial. Was. Was. Well... Well, could still be all speculation. Um, oh, could still be. Yeah, they they they, they haven't. Tasmania's so small. So what? Okay, well, let me tell them the background. Okay, and then yeah. we'll go for it. It was a large marsupial predator, which is rare. That's the only um, one, right? Currently, yes. If it if it even exists, it would be the only one. Yeah. Um, that so it was a marsupial predator that lived in Tasmania primarily. No, because the Tasmanian devil. That's not a predator. That eats like dead things. Anyway, regardless, I digress. I digress. It lived in Tasmania and parts of Australia, and it was hunted to extinction by humans. Uh, it's called the Tasmanian tiger because it had tiger stripes. It has a huge mouth. Very cool looking animal. How big was it? Not as big as you'd think. I think I saw somewhere it was like... I saw in the videos of it. It, it does look sick. And it, I I wouldn't be surprised if there are a couple hanging around. But the last one died in what, like the 30s? Yeah. It does. So they the realized they were going to extinction. So they brought all the remaining ones that were they could find and put them in zoos. Because that worked so well in like the 20s and 30s. Yeah. For every nearing extinction animal. I mean, they're going <laughs> to die out in the wild anyway. But. Yeah. But the good thing is these zoos... We got to watch it die. Yeah, well... <laughs> and collect its body for later science. The zoos did a lot without really knowing what to do. They froze a lot of eggs and sperm. And they saved a lot of genetic material. So this company thinks that they can use all this to bring the Tasmanian tiger back to life. Yeah. Think of it as looking kind of like a coyote with a long nose. It's like, from the pictures, it looks like in between a Labrador and a Great Dane yeah. size. Maybe a little smaller. Yeah. But like 
a lot of like, I say like coyote because coyotes look big, but it's just because they're really fluffy. The Tasmanian tiger looks very short haired. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this company is looking to reintroduce the Tasmanian tiger within the next 10 years. Why specifically the Tasmanian tiger? It's just because that's what they had the most genetic Is that the most of. prominent recently extinct animal in Australia? Yeah, and like it's... So there is an, a reason to bring it back, as we alluded to in our emu episode. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, no real... Other than the dingo. Yeah, but that's... And that's, that's not really fully native. No, that's kind of a dog mixed with other things, but they want to try to bring this creature back for... Conservation purpose, but also probably to make a quick buck. For those yeah. that have seen Jurassic Park, probably to make Just a quick buck. Just to say we did it. Keystone species. Yeah. And um, after they're done this, they think they might try to do a woolly mammoth. That's pretty cool. They, uh, we don't obviously don't have eggs and sperm of woolly mammoth, but they think if the technology works for the Tasmanian tiger, it could theoretically work for a woolly mammoth. You ever notice most of the animals that they think about the extinction? I mean, these are the two exceptions that you just mentioned, but most of the other ones are all birds. We've wiped out a ton of bird species. We have wiped out a ton of bird passenger species. Passenger pigeons, heath hen. Oh, that's I don't another think they're going to bring back get. passenger pigeons. I want them to bring back a passenger <laughs> pigeon. I don't, I don't think they're going to. It's like, dude, there was the most abundant bird in the world. Billions of them. <laughs> I know it's just a stupid pigeon. If, but... if they ever brought a bird back, I think it'd be the dodo. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's useless. Literally. It's, it's useless. The dumb as a dodo. Why would we want to bring back that one? It literally meant nothing. It honestly died because it was inferior. Because of people on the islands and rats and stuff like that, it's totally our fault. So is the passenger pigeon. But at least, like, those shouldn't be dead. That is a complete <laughs> fluke of, a, of humankind. The dodo, that was going to go. I can't argue with you. Although, you know, people just want to bring it back because it's cool. And I'm sick of that. Science <laughs> bringing back animals just because they're cool. That hey, has that, Jurassic Park written all is, over it. That is a big issue. That is a big issue. I remember learning in college. It gets the money, um, but what about the ecological values? There's there's a... Oh, I forget what the name of that is. There's this whole saying that basically says people only care about megafauna. Yeah. But really what you have to care about is like the little weird ant species that you never hear about. Because that's the one that does all the work. Yeah. But the megafauna get all the the popularity. What's that quote from, I think it's from Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. It's like, you were so preoccupied, preoccupied yep, Jurassic Park, yep. by, if you could, you didn't think about the if you should, yep. or something like that. Yep. Jack That's Paul my whole point. Yeah. yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. And, I, you know, I always say about those movies, Jurassic Park would be such a good park if they just didn't bring back Predators. There's no need. Yeah, but like they said, the, the carnivores are more fun, more yeah, interesting. but like... You, that's what causes problems. It's carnivore, so you want to bring back the Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> I've cornered you. Well, okay, but that has an ecological purpose. It has an ecological purpose. Think about yeah. the emu war. That wouldn't have happened if we still had Tasmanian tigers. But the Tasmanian tiger, I think its northernmost range is only the southern extent of Australia. Just push them up. Push them up. Push them up. Which is also kind of conveniently where the ding... Just a little south of where the dingo fence line is, I believe. Is there a dingo fence line? You've never heard of that? I've never heard of that. Leave that on me. I haven't fully researched it. Dan's not going to believe any of this 
crap. I, I know, like, a lot of people question if we know all this stuff. Like, we are just very passionate about it and retain a lot. I mean, don't quote any of it for exact fact because it's all just in the memory bank. Like, I don't have a fact checker here. We don't have no, a fact no, checker. We, we don't have – this is not a professional operation. Scratch notes and random websites that will give us whatever we want. This is mostly for entertainment anyway. Yeah, no, we, we do know quite a bit, but – we know a lot. We know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think that, that'd be the motto of that this show. That sums it up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the dingo fence, I, I think it's one of the longest fences in the world. And it's literally just a fence across a huge portion, if not like all of Australia, dividing, I think like certain populated areas from like the outback just to prevent dingoes from coming in either to not interact with people, to not interact with certain animals or both. But it's because, like, like the dingoes, like, it's been there as long as, like, I shouldn't say, like, I think the dingo came in with the aboriginal people mm-hmm. from, like, the Pacific, uh, Indian Ocean yeah. Islands yeah. on that way down. So they brought down, like, this half-domesticated, half-wild dog, and it's relatively native to Australia because of that. But it's not an original native, but it's kind of assumed from the time it's been there. That it's an it's somewhat of a native, but the Tasmanian tiger would be the original. But regardless, like the dingo still causes problems with like all the native wildlife yeah. that it hasn't hurt yet, and mostly domestic, which is all people really care about their dogs and yeah, dogs yeah. and cats and Well, you know, I was thinking Children. The dingo ate me baby. I listened to a true crime podcast about that. That story's fucked. It's real? Yeah. It's real. And people were like... Wait, a, like a dingo killed a human? A dingo ate a baby. Really? Uh, there was a couple. So now you think the fence is a good idea? I Well, no, no. I never doubted the fence. Connor's I, pro-wall. <laughs> I'm pro-fence. Pro-fence. Um, but... Yeah, no, that's a real story. And, like, this couple was, like, horrified and, like, mortified. Then it, there's a whole legal battle. Uh, check out... I forget what the podcast... I think it's super... It's not Supernatural. It's got Ashley Flowers. Those who know Ashley Flowers know Ashley Flowers. I don't know Ashley Flowers. Big in the true crime community. She released a podcast about that article. Crazy stuff. Look it up. Anyway. I was... So this became a joke on what? Was it Seinfeld or something like that? This like... Dingo ate me baby. Well, yeah. You know, it ran in the tabloids like... Dingo ate my baby. So this like, couple's like child was yeah, like, no, brutally killed by yep, a wild animal. A pack of wild animals. And it was not just one. As if this doesn't happen like in other parts of the world too, but they just decided to pick up this story and run with it and make it like satire. Yep. And then this couple faced like massive amounts of legal problems because it, child negligence, but it really. Wait, did they give their child to the animals? No, they were out camping with a group of people. They put their child, which don't go camping with the baby. This is That's, starting to sound sus. You know what this kind of sounds like? It sounded like the beginning to the Balloon Boy story. Do you remember that? Balloon Boy story? When the kid, like, climbed into this family's, like, hot air balloon. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. floating away, and it was yeah. all over the television. The balloon crashed, and the kid wasn't even in there. He's in the attic. Yeah. The parents did it to get it famous. I think they sacrificed their child to get a little bit. Cause well, that, that was the whole argument, and then Australia ended up pressing charges of child neglect, because why would you leave your child while you... Because they were out... With a bunch of people, they That's put their classic. child in the tent. The government they went can't to go manage party. 
the government can't manage an aggressive, somewhat not native animal, so then they sue the public for when mm-hmm. it like, yep. yeah, causes exactly. problems. That, that was their argument. If that's not the government in a nutshell, <laughs> like, hey, we messed this up and you fell for it still, <laughs> so we're going to sue you. Like, um, but I was, I was looking into the history of Australia recently. Oh, yeah. Back in the Tasmanian Tigers. But yeah. Um, because I was, I was sitting on this very couch. Leather couch, no doubt. I act, oh, I have to lotion this couch soon. And it, you have to lotion. You it? have to lotion leather couches. Do you I did play, not like, know this. Erotic music when you. Do I that? don't know if I have to. Is like, do I have to take the couch out to dinner? He's massaging and listening to George <laughs> Michael. Or, <laughs> yeah. He's got some Marvin Gaye on. I mean, yeah, it grosses me out to think I have to do it. I keep putting it off, but it feels pretty good so far. Anyway, <laughs> I was sitting on this couch. And I was thinking, why are there so many marsupials in Australia? So because it's, it's so little soup, they're known for like no soups. You know, they have Vegemite, which is I've heard is disgusting. I've never had it. That's not soup though, right? No, you know, like meat spread or something. I don't know what it is, but I was thinking, you know, like I don't know if anybody at home actually knows this, but we have a marsupial here in North America. The Just possum. one, right? Yeah. Just one. We have Virginia one marsupial. opossum. Yep, Virginius opossumus, I think is its name. So creative. <laughs> so creative. But, uh, yeah, it got me thinking, why do we only have one possum? Are there any other, like, possums anywhere else in the world? Is the badger not a marsupial? Nope. Nope. Interesting. Badger's a full-blown mammal. So, I know you're thinking, what's the difference? Does South America have any? Yes, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. hold your horses. So I'm di- now you guys are getting into the history here. So uh, I know you're thinking, Connor, Jamo, what is a marsupial? It is a mammal. Educate the folks. Yeah, it's a simple mammal, isn't it? However, well, some are. However, it's a mammal without a placenta. A placenta is basically just like a a bloody pillow, right? Yes. Full of nutrients so, and waste, and sometimes people eat it, like the Kardashians. Yep. If, placenta lasagna. Uh, Some cultures think uh, it aids in fertility to eat the placenta after, just I, like most yeah. animals do, but and it's I've really just to hide the smell from some, predators. Some cultures bury the placenta. Some people freeze-dry yep. it, eat it, stir-fry it. Uh, I don't want to say weird, because I don't want to be culturally insensitive, but I can't. It's borderline cannibalism, and I can't condone cannibalism. I mean... A lot of similar things. I'm not going to go into it, but a lot of similar things could be considered cannibalism if you want to go there. I don't want to go there. So anyway, we'll go into it. Um, marsupials do not have wombs in the traditional sense. They do not have placentas. Um, so when they give birth... To a little baby. Their baby is... Very simple baby. Basically a fetus. Yeah. It's base like it. It's baby, an inch long at high, like the kangaroo baby is an inch long. Yeah. So you got to figure like koalas and wombats. It's probably smaller. It looks like a little red rocket from the dog penis. Yep. And what with these little arms and legs. Yep. What these um, little babies do, even though they're blind, deaf, and dumb, is they somehow crawl up the mother from the birthing canal. <laughs> birthing canal. That's a fun word. I love that one. The um teat of the mother which is usually in most cases covered by a pouch 
So that's why you see kangaroos in pouches. How many teats? They all have different numbers, right? Yeah, they all have different numbers. I didn't get number. I didn't get number of figures. They also have multiple vaginas and multiple prongs on the penis. Yeah, it's too complicated to think about. This, when we discussed the topics for today, I didn't imagine it would get into placentas, birth canals. Uh, well, we're, we have to get through it. We have to get through the difference. Red rocket. Yep. Babies. We have to get through the differences. So this little, basically, fetus crawls into the pouch where it latches onto a nipple and it will basically seal. Yeah, the itself. nipple inflates in its mouth, right? Yeah, so whereas, you know, humans, we have an umbilical cord that connects to our mother. You can't see his uh, physical gestures I'm, that he's using I'm to explain I'm gesturing this, but to my belly button. It's very interesting. Like like a socket. It's a know? little concerning. Hey, I don't remember much of that time, but I'm guessing that's... Don't do, don't put your arm there and swing <laughs> up and down. It looks dirty. I'm, do, I'm doing a rope motion, not an up and down. It, you just did an up and down. <laughs> um, so yeah, rather than umbilical cord, they just latch onto the nipple right away. Crawling through a carpet looking for the nipple. Yep. And then they sit there for about several months. That's the kangaroo gesta- gestation period is about 100 days. So the baby oh, kangaroo three months. will suckle on the teat for about 100 days until it fully grows into a baby kangaroo, a did, joey. Did you want me to get into the Tasman, or give a quick fact about the Tasmanian tiger I learned? Yeah, yeah, give me one. So the Tasmanian tiger also does the same because obviously it's, it's a marsupial. marsupial. Yeah. yeah. It has, it gives birth to rel- roughly 50 young. Really? So 50 little dog yeah. penis Tasmanian devils climbing up through the carpet looking for the nipple. Guess how many nipples there are? Take a guess. Uh, six. Four. Oh. So oh. screw 46 of you. <laughs> like, this just seems like, I mean, like, animals give birth to a lot of babies, you know, like, Frogs, turtles, you know, some of them are going to get weeded out, natural selection wise. Mm-hmm. You put out your numbers and you hope for the best. The strongest are going to survive. Why even put the energy into making a fetus? It's not a natural selection game. It's a race to the nipple. Well, you know, uh, why not ten? Why not just ten? It's funny you say that. We're going to get into um, a little bit on why people think the marsupial survives, and that's kind of one of them. Because like, you're, you're leading towards one of them. Why even put the energy into fifty? embryos even though they don't go that far like it's not that much energy but why even waste it on 50 why not 10 to 10 to 4 hey, hey it i mean like, like a lot less effort yeah i mean even like 20 like assuming some don't make it like you want you're gonna fill up the nipples but 50 mm-hmm. 50 little like leeches fighting for nipple that 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 probably looks horrifying it probably looks like maggots on like uh i don't yeah yeah we're, we're... People are probably, you know, people are trying to commute to work. They're trying to, yeah. we're not going to get there. So we'll go into the history here a little bit because um, I was interested. I don't know much about Australia. I don't know if that's just American ignorance, but I feel like there's not, it's not talked about. So about 125 million years ago. So we're talking Pangea They times. do everything upside down. I know that. Yeah. That's all I know. Bobby. <laughs> um, 125 million years ago, marsupials actually thrived in North America. They thrived here. No one knows why. but Was Pangea still a thing? Yeah. Yeah, we're in Pangea times. So, everywhere. Well, we're a little but bit. Like, or well, the, no, it's separated a little bit. The it's area not really, that is North America. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm following. So, no one quite knows why 
these animals developed why they thrived in North America. This is probably relatively did. early in the time of mammals, too. It, it, well, yeah, it's kind of, they're all... Because they branch off a while from, like, placental animals, right? Everyone's trying to figure out the right way to reproduce right now. That's, yeah. That's the issue. Um, so Eggs, then, babies, yeah. <laughs> babies with no effort, babies with a lot of effort. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then about 66 million years ago, the marsupials of America, North America started traveling down to South America. Again, no one quite knows why. It's just where the food could have been, better vibes. Who knows? Warmer weather, snowbirds. Um, today, there are still over 120, 100 species of uh, marsupials in South America. We have one? Yep. That's terrible odds. I know. I know. What but, happened to them all? We have just the opossum. And the yeah, opossum's... That's the only one that's safe. Well, yeah, the opossum actually is a South American species. What? All of ours died. So everything went down and then it came back? One came back up and that was a, the opossum. And the opossum's OP, too. Like, for, I mean, it makes sense why it's here, but you'd think, like, other marsupials might find the same way. Like, the opossum eats, like, a ton of ticks. I think they're immune to the rabies virus because their body temperature is too low for rabies to survive. Hmm. So everybody they're thinks that they have that. rabies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they eat a ton of ticks. Like, they're just super resilient. So, like, we, that's the only one we have? It's the only one we have. It's probably, like, the most resilient mammal we have here. Every time I see one on the road... They do look like a, like a, a cat with extra chromosomes walking on the road. Every time I see one dead in the road, I think, is that faking it? Is it playing? Yeah. Is it playing dead? Is it just that? Every time I've seen one walking the road, it's like looking like it's it's it knows that it's trying to die. Yep. Uh, so about fifty-five million years ago, so uh, ten, a while. Yep, a while ago, these um, South American marsupials. Started to hop across a little land bridge. You're saying hop as if all of them are kangaroos. Though. No, they were mostly like sh- like possums, like shrews. Yeah. Um, started to walk across a little land bridge known as Antarctica. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was not frozen at this time. So they ran from South was America. It tropical still? Yes. So it ran from there across Antarctica into Australia. Um, it's going to be like that scene in Ice Age. Where they walk in and all those animals are frozen in ice. Yeah. It's just like a museum <laughs> yeah. of like ma- of marsupials through evolution, encased in, yep. in ice, in Antarctica. And again, no one quite knows why. Probably chasing some sort of food source, getting outcompeted by other mammals, exploring. Yeah, marsupial Lewis and Clark, but, westward expansion, manifest yeah. destiny, man, man, the marsupial manifest destiny, <laughs> MMD. <laughs> But when they arrived in the area that would be Australia, Australia broke off Pangaea, and they became extremely isolated. Okay. And in this time of isolation... Safe from COVID. Yeah. At this time? Super safe. Yeah, there was nobody there. Super isolation. Um, But in this time... Is isolation an ice joke? Isolation. Isolation. Well, no, because Australia. Yeah, but... From Antarctica, isolation, the distancing themselves. Ah. Nobody found that funny. I bet a few people left. <laughs> um, but in this time, it exploded. So many different kinds of marsupials started popping up left and right. In you, Australia. Yep. You had your, um, there were giant wombats. There's, cool. a, there's a technical name for that. But Are you going to get into the wombats too? 
We'll talk about them because they're cool. I know some good stuff about them. I don't know if cool is the word I'd use, but okay. Uh, they were, they're technical names for all of these creatures, but there was a giant wombat that kind of was like the size of a rhinoceros. <laughs> there was giant kangaroos that were, I think it said three meters tall. What is that? Nine feet? Ten feet. Because a meter... Ten feet? meter's 3.3. Yeah, so it's like ten, a ten foot tall kangaroo. Jesus um, Christ. And there was the predator with the largest, theoretical, largest bite force in history. Ooh. The marsupial tiger. Not, well, probably a distant relative of the Tasmanian tiger, but the marsupial tiger, which we could do a whole episode on, because these things are freaking wild. Do you wild. think it's more OP than the cave bear? Borderline. Because the cave bear shouldn't even be extinct. Per niche, like, the cave bear had more fights, so I think it would have been... It would have taken it in a fight. How big was the marsupial lion? Marsupial lion, it was like the size of a regular lion today. Ah, yeah, damn. So it's, it's a big boy, and it had a bite force twice that of a regular lion. And its teeth, so instead of having teeth like we have teeth, mm-hmm. it had two... So picture, it had four front teeth, so like two incisors down, two incisors up. Okay. Then instead of molars... Like vampire plastic teeth? Yeah. And then instead of molars, it had a giant tooth that was basically a razor blade. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Nuts. That sounds like a very devastating if you accidentally like bite your tongue. Oh, God. God. <laughs> it just falls off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they probably had to evolve a way around that. But um, Yeah, incredible animal. Maybe we'll have a whole pot on that. But um, there is a weird gap, though. Because, so from that 55 million years ago range yep. to about 25 million years ago, there's no fossil records in Australia. Of anything. Of anything. Hmm. No one quite knew. Aliens. Could be. That's when they harvested all the rocks for the pyramids. And that's why there's an outback. Yeah, that's why it's desolate. It's a desert. They mm-hmm. stole all... They took all the rocks. Wow. So you're telling me if I, I, car- solved it. if I carve into the pyramid rocks, there'll be little fossils of... It could be fossils of marsupials. Wow. Um, well, beyond that mind-blowing fact... Um, concept yeah why people think marsupials thrived in australia is one there might have just been no other mammals predators to control them okay that may or may not have been disproven they've found just a f- huge birds right well they found a few bones of things they think might be mammals nothing probably pretty small stuff yeah nothing can prove it but another theory, as you were saying about the Tasmanian tiger, with, like, producing a bunch of little guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it only latches a few. In hard times... Devil. Tasmanian devil. Tasmanian devil. In hard times, it's very easy for a marsupial to just not carry a baby. Yeah. Because it just swats it off. <laughs> Reaches in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereas, you know, another mammal has to go through the entire... Once it's pregnant, it's pregnant. There's no stopping it. Yeah. Sometimes they can cancel pregnancies. Well... Some some specific animals can cancel or pause pregnancies. But that's very harmful. 
Yeah. Whereas and evolutionarily for, adaptive. But whereas a marsupial doesn't require that much effort. So they don't need to breed as much. Right. So that's another theory. Um, but today, per recording, there are over 250 species of marsupials in, the world. in Australia. In Australia. There's 120 species of marsupials in South America. Most are different species of possums. That's which I found weird. boring. But it makes sense. And there's only one in North America. What about Europe? None. Africa? None. Asia? None. Fact check it for me. You're saying I, these too fast, and I want the people to know that we're spitting hey, I'll fact facts. Check. I'll fact check. How many species? Well, he's Googling that. I wanted to talk about wombats. It's the only marsupial where the pouch faces backwards because it's a digging animal. So, and it's on all fours. So you don't want the baby to just get in fistfuls of dirt in its nipple area. Think of how uncomfortable that would be. I would be uncomfortable. So instead, you put the pouch facing backwards right underneath the butthole. So you just have to watch out for crap falling from above. But you don't get dirt in your eyes or your nipples. That is a tough trade-off. It's a very I gotta tough trade-off. say, I don't know if I would take that trade. Would you rather be a koala? I heard most of them have gonorrhea. So, is it gonorrhea or chlamydia? Chlamydia. That's, that's, another, that's another fun fact. Um, koalas, for the viewers at home that don't know, some of you may know, are the dumbest animal in the entire world. The smallest brain-to-body ratio yep. of any mammal. And they have a smooth brain. Smooth Legitimately, brains. they are smooth brains, so they cannot think. So a common problem Australian conservationists are having is if you give a koala eucalyptus leaves, the only thing it eats. Yep. Which the, also doesn't want to be eaten. Yes, eucalyptus has very low nutritional value. It's poisonous. It takes 100 days for the koala. The koala eats it, and then it has to let it ferment in its stomach for 100 days. Until it gets any nutrition out of I it. I bet they fart like truckers. They probably do. Um, that sounds so uncomfortable. But yes, if you give a koala a eucalyptus leaf, it won't eat it. Smooth brain. I'm because start it cannot, calling people koalas now. <laughs> because it cannot figure out what that is. It has to be... You have to put the koala on a eucalyptus tree for evolution to kick in and it to grab a branch of leaves. Of a specific tree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Yep. Here it is. Here's their range. I can't show you in the... Oh, wow. Because this is an is audio uh, format. But yes, it is South America for the most part up until Southern South America, like Chile and all that. Then you got North America. Uh, What's in California? No way that's also possums. Yeah, that's also possums. And then you have Australia and the islands. Papua New Guinea. I guess that makes sense. Nothing left in Antarctica. Do you no. think that there was for a while and that they died off when it got cold? Yeah. Because there are no yeah, that's definitely because there are no land mammals in Antarctica. Other than like I guess a leopard seal, which would be like semi penguins. Man mammals though. Oh mammals, yeah. Yeah, yeah leopard yeah. seal, which is semi whales. But no land no, mammals. No, no land mammals. Hmm. Which brings up an interesting point. Do you think if you brought a polar bear yeah. to oh, Antarctica? Well, if if the polar bear is willing to eat penguins and has I the I feel like it doesn't matter. Bil- I feel like a ping I feel like a polar bear would do it. 
Yeah. It would have to learn how to hunt them. Right. Learn how to hunt them. If it can successfully kill penguins, then yes. Because I don't think that... I feel like a polar bear versus leopard seal. Leopard seals are pretty big. Because all polar bears really eat up north, other than maybe trash, is seals. Like Arctic seals. And people. And people. Yeah. And there's no people in Antarctica. So we'd have to go for penguins. Yeah. I bet they could survive. I used to do that in Zoo Tycoon. I used to experiment. Oh, you did? <laughs> and see, like, what animals would happen. I used to do, like, my own animal hunger games. And I thought, like, you know, they live in the same place, penguins and polar bears. I'll just make a joint exhibit. I thought joint exhibits would be cool. You know, you got, like, a community, like a petting zoo. You got goats, sheep, cows, everything. All these animals interact in harmony because they live, they all live on farms. So I was like, oh, let's just put the polar bears and penguins together. You only end up with polar bears at the end. That makes sense. In Zoo Tycoon knowledge. Well, yeah, I don't think a penguin would really stand a chance against a polar bear. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, you know, marsupials are just one strange animal. Yeah, definitely. A lot of nipples. A lot of, uh, a lot of cavities. You know another uh, famous marsupial that not a lot of people know is a marsupial? What? A bandicoot. Like Crash Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot is a marsupial. Is that a South American... Is that, no, that's Australian. That's Australian? That's Australian. Yep. I've never actually seen a wild one. I've just seen Crash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another... Um, you know what I also find cool? Wallabies. Well, it's like a small... It's a small kangaroo. Like a tree. They have them for trees too, though, right? Tree? It's a tree kangaroo. It's a tree kangaroo? I think there might be some of them. I know there's wallabies like that turkey. live in trees. Is there not tree kangaroos? Look it up. I, I swear to God, this, well, I know they eat I know leaves some, off trees. I know some wallabies will climb up trees. I want to say there's a tree kangaroo. Son of a bitch. Yep, tree kangaroo. It kind of looks like a red I'm panda. I'm teaching you, yeah. <laughs> it looks like an aardvark. Yeah, a little bit, yep. Is it, a, so it's technically a tree kangaroo? Does it say if it's like a wallaby or anything? No, it just says tree kangaroos are marsupials. That's their own thing. Awesome. <laughs> it's basically a monkey. It just jumps from tree to kind tree. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It kind of looks like the a The Australian monkey. monkey. Think of like a red panda with a monkey tail. That's pretty dope. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Imagine riding in the pouch, jumping around from tree to tree. <laughs> I, watched, um, I watched a documentary about... Uh, it's Obama narrates it. It's about national parks throughout the world. Has and he they, been to other national parks outside the world? Well, he has now. Okay. Um, but uh, there's in Madagascar, there's these lemurs. Yep. They're not Zabumafus. I thought there were Zabumafus. They're not Zabumafus. I cried the day that he died. Oh. R.I.P. and Zabumafus. Like almost as bad as Steve Irwin. It's probably the. In the childhoods, you know? Steve is the first. I'd say Zabumafu is probably second. The Crap Brothers, that was one of my favorite shows. I, I hate to detract from your topic, but I just wanted to touch on it. Okay. But, yeah, so, monkeys, they would jump across rocks in Madagascar. And they, so the mother lemur, we'll call it a lemur, had to, the baby had to latch onto the mother and hold the whole way. She jumped across these rocks. I feel like a pouch is an easy way around that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You just tuck it in, and then you do what you, you want to do. Why can't you re-evolve that? Uh, maybe they could. Maybe they could. So I think it's weird that Australia tends to just host 
because I want to say, like I said, that marsupials are just simple mammals or like early versions of mammals. Because the pouch is like, it's delayed or it's less input into pregnancy. Yeah. Because you can end it and it's like less development. Like you don't need a placenta. Yep. It's more mobile. Like the baby has more protection when it's young still. Yeah. Because you can give birth to it earlier and it still has that place to go back to for protection. I mean, a lot of babies are dying before they really develop. It's a very weird way to go. Like, I feel like you had a placenta and then marsupials broke off. Yeah. It's a weird thing to... I don't know, though, because the way I look at, like, the family tree of, like, animals is so, like, you start... Or you don't start this way, but, like, you have, like, like fish, reptiles, amphibians, birds, eggs of some kind. Hard mm-hmm. or soft, you have an egg. The first branch off is going to be... what? Well, birds are still here, so you're pretty deep in. Now from a bird or a reptile, whatever, you're going to an egg-laying thing yeah. that produces yeah. milk for the baby. So that's where you get your platypus and your, I think, yeah. two species of echidnas. Because it's still an egg. There's not much in the development for mammary glands. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that branch isn't very successful. you got three distant cousins there. Yeah. Next you go, all right, let's go a little further than the egg thing, but not much. The egg hatches. So you inside. think marsupials broke off first? After platypus. Yeah. And stuff. So then you get marsupials because there's no egg. Like the egg, it hatches in the womb, whatever. Very, very simple, simple. No placenta still. Still milk. Now this developed teats. Yep. And, but less um, internal care, time, um, mm, development. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And then you go into the process of like having... Full-blown mammal pregnancy. Full-blown babies. Yeah. And then it goes further and further with like the more time you spend raising the child... You put a lot more effort into one. So, like, the like the Tasmanian devil is, like, the first one that gives birth to live young, mm-hmm. we'll say. Or, like, one of the, the marsupials. Yeah. It has 50. So, it's putting a lot of effort out there, just like birds and reptiles and stuff do. It's putting a bunch of babies out there, and a couple survive. And it takes care of them for a bit, but there's very little effort. And then you get into, like, dogs, cats. You have, like, five, six, seven babies. Then it goes into, like, elephants... Yeah, and you have people one baby where like that you have to carry bears. around a long time. Yeah, there's extended care. care. Yeah. So okay. you're putting a lot of energy into one, hoping to make it successful, rather than starting with very little effort and mm-hmm. just hoping for the best. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. That's that how I visualize sense. that family tree. Yeah. And it's weird that oh. smooth brain to raisin brain. So, well, it's worth noting not all marsupials are smooth brains. Kangaroos. So do you think koala is like the simplest of... Koala should be extinct. The only reason koalas exist today is because of humans. Yeah. We're the only thing keeping that thing alive. Yeah. Because they should not be here. They're too dumb. When you think about it, it seems like when you go simpler like that, you start to get like the weird traits too. Aside from like laying eggs or giving birth to like little like dog penis babies is like... And no teats is like, um, possums like can't get rabies because like the body temperature is too low. Yeah. They like ferment their food in their gut for like koalas. And then you get down to like platypus and it has venom and <laughs> it has like an electromagnetic field that it puts out. Yeah. And like it, its skin glows in the dark 
or UV light or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're green. They're yeah. technically green. Yep. We, didn't we talk about that in another episode? We might have. Yeah. yeah. But like, you start to get these weird traits as they get more simple, like these ancient oddities, yeah. and then like <laughs> as it goes like further up, they just get like more boring. Yeah. But like, you have to remain that specialized. Like, I guess, if you're going to be that simple of a creature. True, yeah. Uh, one last piece of koala slander before I stop slandering koalas. And we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so, I know you're thinking, well, what do baby koalas eat? Well, let me tell you, my friend. Baby koalas do not have the digestive system capable of fermenting yet. They only get that when they're full grown. So, baby koalas... Oh, I remember this now. Eat their... Are you going to pronounce it, the word? Or do you want me to? Their mother's fecal pap. Fecal pap, yeah. Which is not quite poop. I love the word pap. But is essentially poop. Or the term pap. Is it gives like that... <laughs> oh, their mother's fecal pap. It's like... I kind of get like... You get the word fecal. So crap. And then I get pap, which just brings to mind... Crap pap. Pap smear. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Fecal pap. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it sounds no. scrumptious. Yeah, it, so it is not quite poop, but it is extremely, It might as well be. It, it's one, probably two hours away from being poop. Is that like bile at that point? Yeah. 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 Fermented food. That should be, oh. And koalas, they shouldn't. Pregnant, pregnant people aren't supposed to drink alcohol. So if the food's fermenting... Is it really that good of idea to give it to your babies? Well, maybe that's why they're smooth-brained. It definitely doesn't help. Yeah. I'll tell you, it, koalas may just be a very prominent case of fecal al- fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Let them go extinct. What was it, like pandas? Like pandas, like without people, really shouldn't be alive. They're like, they're you know, so dumb. Pandas shouldn't exist. They are interesting because they're not, not quite marsupials pandas but they give pandas are not marsupials but have you seen a panda baby yeah but they all look like that it's they look like a naked mole rat no it's smaller smaller it's smaller than i know you're thinking of like a little naked mole rat do we just think that though because like most other bears go into like a hibernation and that's when they give birth black bears brown bears polar bears i don't know panda bears like pandas like other than like the sun bear or that sort of thing it's like one of the only more tropical temperate bears. So you might just be seeing the babies more. I guess that's true. At the time. I'd keep a panda around longer than a koala, though. Hot take. Why? The panda's really just a symbol. Yeah, pandas are cooler. Yeah. Pan- I, that's what it comes down to, for panda, me personally. Pandas don't have chlamydia either. It's true. But pandas can be aggressive. I've seen videos where, like, people walk too close to the cage because you think it's, like, the soft... I mean, like... It's still a bear. We all know bears are aggressive. But, like, even, like, you start to think they're cuddly. So panda bear is kind of like that trade-off where you just think that it's so stupid and simple that it's probably really cuddly because it looks so nice. But I've seen videos where, like, people step too close to, like, the cage in, like, those awful zoos where it's little just metal bars. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, rip the coat through the thing because it's still <laughs> a bear. Well, koalas have been known to attack humans. Really? They don't do much damage. They give you chlamydia? Uh, well, if you're not careful. Is that where chlamydia comes from? I don't think so. I think it's a special koala type of chlamydia. I don't think it's our chlamydia. Well, not our chlamydia, but we like... Every one of those, like, we get from another... Because gonorrhea is chickens. I think. Fucked an ostrich. 
Allegedly's. Allegedly's. Takes two people to fuck an ostrich. <laughs> Allegedly's. Allegedly's. But, like, gonorrhea is probably coming from... What's that called? That's not beast... Is it bestiality? Yeah, that's what that would be. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's a... It's the it's same... Australian-born STD? It's the same... I think it's the same germ, but it specializes in koalas. For the koala? Not... But where would it come from? It would have to have started. I don't know. Before. I don't know. I'm not. I'm no microbiologist. No STD expert. That's good, I guess. Yeah. No. I'm <laughs> clear on that front. <laughs> well, we'll save that for another day. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> STD joke. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, wrap make it up. sure you wear condoms, everybody. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. The update and the um, fortune telling. That is the Casting Lines podcast. Yeah, I, manifesting it now. We're going to win a million dollars. Manifest it. I'm going to win a million. You're going to win a million. We said it on the podcast. Powerball. So it Ye- has to happen. Year from now. Year from now. Yep. Yep. Year Russia from now. uninvades. We get a million dollars. The German Bundesnachrichtenst. I butchered it worse than the first time i tried to pronounce it they're gonna pay us off for that intel i'm requiring it now i know that they're using this yeah i mean we're being surveillanced hey i don't hate being surveillanced just give me slide me some money slide me some compensation i'll take german what do they have now german dollars deutsch deutschmarks deutschmarks yeah or was that is that, that not i have no idea I don't know. They're second guessing. This is an intelligence yeah. source now. <laughs> what the, these guys got lucky. Whatever you have for cash, send it to us. I take Venmo. I do have a PayPal account. I don't know. It's not working anymore. I have to figure that out. I'm not going to give any of the details of that stuff on here. This is just going to be somebody start requesting us money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not giving. If if this is really the German CIA, they, they can, can find. They can find my Venmo. Yeah. They know who I am. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for uh, diving in with us again on Dolphins. And uh, uh, we'll see. And thanks for hopping along oh, with our soup Oh, feels. Oh, uh, these dad jokes are killing me. Uh, see you next time, guys. Later. <laughs>